Hello, welcome to episode two of Blow the Trumpet, Sound the Alarm. And really, this is a call to prayer and action. So I'm delighted again that we're all together here, the actor Sarah Jane and I, and we're looking forward to being able to unpack a bit more of what we believe that Jesus is saying to us in this hour. Now today, um, I'll come to you, Sarah Jane, to um, unpack what the headline is, but it is, it's quite sobering, everybody. This episode is quite sobering, but as I said last time, it's absolutely um, essential that we remember that it's actually about hope as well, and our hope is Jesus. And that's the standpoint we're coming from. So we're gonna talk about some really serious things, but we aren't fearful and we are absolutely um, carrying his peace, which transcends all understanding, and his perfect love, which casts out fear. Mm. So welcome everyone. Thank you again, actor and Sarah Jane. And Sarah Jane, would you like to tell us what we're going to be unpacking today, please? Sure, yeah. We've had many words uh, as intercessors and watchmen over the British Isles and actually out of the nations of the British Isles uh, regarding some issues that we really feel need our attention as the Bride of Christ in Britain and beyond, those who feel to pray and those who feel to contend. Um, but as you said, Sarah, and we were just talking about that, weren't we? We come from that position of victory, that Revelation 12 truth, that whilst the, the enemy believes the time is short, and, and it is short, and we're feeling the urgency ourselves, that we overcome by the word of our testimony, mm. by the power of the blood of Jesus, and by not loving our lives even unto death. And we, we come from that position of victory, and we stand in that position of victory together mm -hmm. uh, with you who are listening today in Christ, that we don't need to fear, that we are positioned in the eye of the storm. So we hear these warnings these Ezekiel 3 and 33 watchman warnings, as we talked about last time, that we hear them from that position of victory, that Jesus has already won, that he has already overcome, that he has the keys of death and we need not fear. And so we hear it with that filter, if you will, rather than any other filter. Amen. 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 Agreeing with you. So, so actor, um, would you like to give the headlines of what we're we're going to be talking about today, please? Yeah, I'd love to just pray quickly as well. I just yeah. just feel the the um, Lord. We just want to uh, ask you to help us to be and to stay awake in these days, Father. We want to be alive to your Spirit, alive to your purposes in the earth, Lord. We want a right sized view of who is doing what in the earth, Lord God. We're not ignorant of the devil's schemes, the Bible says, Lord, but we we also are alive to the presence, the authority of Jesus, who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Mm -hmm. And Father, we ask you for wisdom and understanding, not just in our conversation today, but Lord God, we're asking it for the people of God, Lord, through the generations in every nation. We believe that the, the headline Lord, to answer Sarah's question, is that you are raising a holy uh, people, Lord God, to be an army against principalities and powers. Our, our fight is not against flesh and blood. And we believe that you are at work by the spirit of God to raise your church as a, a warrior bride yeah. in these days, uh, to be a light in the darkness. We, we, we 
keep I keep coming back to Isaiah 59 truth is stumbling in the streets Revelation 12 speaks about the ancient serpent who leads the whole world world astray but Isaiah 60 speaks of deep darkness over the earth over the peoples but but the people of God Israel then and and the people of God today rising with the glory of the Lord upon them and so Lord we trust you and and we want to be awake to what you're doing and what you're saying today we ask for this in Jesus name in Jesus name and and so yeah we we are recognizing with the rest of the world right this is not just a prophetic thing um Jesus promised wars and rumors of wars and really the world has been at war longer than any of us have been alive in different places but there it feels like there's an increase of turbulence um not just in terms of nations battling nations but civic unrest and all manner of things there's insecurity and and um, instability all across the earth and and it's resulting in i mean e even at the level of uh, just divisive conversations that people are having within the church as well for the last several years it's like you almost can't have a conversation with someone you disagree with anymore because it's just the walls go up and then there's division but then we're seeing true war breaking out and um, the threat of terrorism is is in the news again and all of that kind of stuff is going on so i guess we will speak into some of that today but all in the broader context of spiritual world war and the and the idea of a world at war which has been there since the fall um, and and the the other big historic moment is jesus death and resurrection where it was finished and and he defeated satan but there's an outworking of that which again um revelation 12 is so helpful they overcame they had victory over satan by the blood of the lamb the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives so much as to shrink back from death three keys that we keep coming back to in these days so thank you and last time i just mentioned a bit about joel being our script at the moment obviously not solely the book of joel but in uh, joel 3 verse 9 um, it says, proclaim this among the nations, prepare for war and rouse the warriors. I mean, read the rest of the chapter two. And actually, the, the blowing the trumpet and sounding the alarm comes from Joel 2, verse 1. And it mentions blowing the alarm, um, blowing the trumpet several times. But we know that this is a time to prepare for war, absolutely, both spiritually and um, which has gone up to a new level of intensity. Yeah. <laughs> we all have those stories. Um, but also um, in the physical and we are as people who are praying and the watchmen prophetic people um, and like you say you can just see it anyway in the news and mm. um, but we we do know that this really is more than ever a time of war and a time of threat and um, Sarah Jane you were hearing about it being a, the darkest hour for Europe and about Britain defending itself yes yeah um some months ago the lord said very clearly that europe's darkest night is coming and there was a shadow in the spirit coming from uh east to west across the mainland of europe and that includes the british isles and um, but the lord also said rage rage against it and i was thinking rage rage i've heard that before but it's actually not in scripture, but it is in a poem. A Welsh poet, Dylan Thomas, who's very mm. famous yeah. here, um, wrote a, a poem that says, do not go silently into the long night. And he's talking about death. He was watching his father die and he wrote this poem. And there's that sense of we mustn't um, 
allow death and darkness to come without raging against it. It's our job as the people of God to say, we see it, we hear it, Lord, and you're saying to us, don't be silent about it, Amen. but fight against it. And so there was this real sense of the Lord saying to us, there will be war and there will be famine. But at the same time, the Lord is releasing hope and peace yes. for those that are turning to him. Remember the last uh, episode, we were talking about the repentance of the church turning to him. Mm -hmm. Those of us who mm -hmm. find peace and hope in Jesus, that's our position. That's our position of shalom in him, in yeah. the eye of these storms of wars and famines and darkness. But also that we're raging in prayer. We're pushing back darkness and saying, you may not um, advance and you may not hold across Europe and across Britain. So it's our time to pray together. It's our time to have those apostolic solutions, evangelism and pastoral mm -hmm. solutions for what is coming absolutely because god is giving us a warning but it's also time to put on our romans 13 armor of light and mm. so that was the europe's darkest night is coming and we can talk a little bit more about what is the strategy of putting on the light in the minute but the but the other point was the Lord saying very clearly that in this, Britain must defend itself. That's the other trumpet, if you will. The first yeah. one was Europe's darkest night is coming. The second one is Britain must defend itself. And the Lord saying repeatedly, war is at our door. So in addition to the spiritual and cultural warfare, there are numerous warnings of something manifesting in the earth in Britain that we have to defend in prayer against. Yeah. And those warnings have been particularly for our coastlands and particularly for London. And yeah. so these are the trumpets, Sarah, that we've talked about. And these are the things that we want to bring to you who are watching today. Yeah. We really are. Thank you. And um, some of you will be aware of this already. Some of you, I am feeling, are hearing this for the first time. And uh, for those of you who are already hearing it or um, after this, you know, God reveals more to you. Um, just on a very practical note, because we are determined that we are being practical as well as prophetic. If you want to get in touch with us around that, mm. or you want to be um, joining us in prayer, um, you have some ideas around action. There's all sorts that we're doing that we'll unpack in future episodes as well. But you can contact us actually through all through this hour the website and you can uh, if you press the contact button you can contact us and an email comes through to our team so um i don't want to uh, forget to tell you that because i i um and i really feel the weight of that and feel quite emotional about it but i have never ever ha had so many people say to me and send me dreams around war and mm -hmm. um and terrorism and threats and uh, we, we aren't saying this lightly. We've prayed about whether to say this to you or not. Mm. Um, I personally, I can even see the dreams in my mind now. Um, and the emotion isn't because of fear. It's because I see um, and love these, these nations <laughs> and um, also totally believe that God is going to bring something amazing out of it. Um, he's, he's allowing, we believe, some of it but we do believe that we can come before him and we can pray and i'm thinking mm. about reese howells that many of you would know about reese howells look him up if not and his 
incredible team of people and there'll be so, so many unsung heroes as well who prayed mm. and prayed in the um world war ii but um we've heard so many stories they'll come to you i'm sure of, of people that you've read about and um really really it made a huge difference we think about the miracle of dunkirk we think about the national days of prayer uh, and and really really we believe that if god's warning us and showing us hmm. some vivid dreams and visions and uh, leading us to certain scriptures that he is doing this because he's allowing us to call and um, he's calling us but allowing us to call others to pray to intercede and to also act where we can and get really practical about what we do if threat is coming so this is what we're carrying. This is what we're bringing to you today. Um, but like I say, we believe that we are able to pray and literally move mountains with faith as small as a mustard seed. We have already seen miracles. We've already got stories and we can't share them all. But the way that God already is intervening in the most incredible ways and anything that he does allow. And we have to be really careful. And Sarah Jane even teaching me lots about this, but about praying in alignment with him. We're really careful to pray in alignment with him. We do believe that there's more shaking coming, more, yeah. more threat and more things that he will allow. But personally, I've heard time and time again that as we're on our knees as a nation, when I say a nation, I mean British Isles and beyond. We're talking about Europe too. Um, but as we're on our knees, then um, in, that, in, you know, in that phrase that we use, we're on our knees. And I think we were there in the pandemic as well and, and, and other times. But that's when we will be on our knees before him, before mm. Jesus. So he will use it. We're believing in mass harvest. We're believing mass salvation, seeing a move of his spirit like never before. Um, but there will be things that he will allow in his grace and his mercy so that um, others will turn to him. So this is where we're, we're coming from today. Yeah. So, yeah. It's good. Yeah, I've got this strong sense as you're speaking, Sarah. Um Again, it's that we right-size our understanding of what's happening. It, it is a war that takes in the nations. It is a spiritual war that, SJ, as you said, is manifesting physically and naturally all over the earth in, in really shocking, horrific ways. Um, real suffering, real cost, real loss. Um, but the Lord is the one who wages war. So as you're speaking, Sarah, I've got this two strong senses. One is that there is this is a moment of... And again, it's these are these are words that come with such um, loaded meanings for people. But I feel like as you're speaking, this is a moment of conscription of the Lord calling his children to war with him. It really is. So we talk about the armor of light. We're also children of the light. And Jesus is the light of the world. We are the light of the world. This is this is it's this hour it is. that the church is needed. And mm -hmm. so I've got Exodus 15 in my mind. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name says at the beginning of Exodus 15, I've got Revelation 19 in my mind. It says about Jesus, the rider on the white horse. His name is faithful and true. And it says with justice, he judges and he wages war. He makes war. And um, one John three talks about for this reason, the son of man appeared to destroy the works of the enemy. And there is something going on at the moment where I, I almost feel to say to people listening, who, what are you what is the Lord calling you to make war against? And, and one of the things that's very alive in me as, as you were speaking, Sarah, is almost that we have to, we have to war against passivity mm -hmm. in our lives. We're trained to sit back. We're trained to listen and to watch 
and to observe and maybe to comment, we are not trained actually to engage. And this is a moment of engagement. This is a moment of almost a summoning, a trumpet call to the church. It says in Joel, you mentioned Joel, beat your plowshares into swords. Yeah, the so there's a time for cultivation. There's a time for planting. But there's a time to beat those tools, those tools of prayer, of love into weapons. And it says, let the weakling declare I'm strong. And, yeah. and you'll know, like the last couple of years, this this sense that I've been carrying that the church is actually very fearful in the in the large in the main. The church in the West is a fearful people, we're, we're, but the Lord is moving to turn us from a fearful people into a fearless people mm. who will be fearsome against the enemy. You've got a legion of demons when Jesus turns up. The whole village doesn't know what to do with this man who's possessed by a demon. And actually, when Jesus says, who are you? Mm. Our name is Legion for we are many. It's, it's a literal legion. It's like a battalion of demons in this man. And what do they do when they're faced with Jesus? They beg for mercy. Yes. And so there is a sense yeah. right now in my heart of of the Lord is going. There is war breaking out everywhere, but the Lord is going to war for people. He's yeah. going to battle yeah. for people and yeah. he's calling us to stand with him boldly and with great courage and confidence. Not 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 blindly. This is not a game. There is a real cost. Always there's a cost to war. There's, there'll be a cost to us, families. All manner of casualties happen when there's war. But the stakes and, and the need and the reward not not our reward the reward for jesus to have the reward of his suffering like the harvest the people whose lives are at stake is so precious that we we cannot when i was a kid i didn't even know what the words meant i wasn't raised as a christian but we sang on with christian soldiers where duty calls oh, yes. or danger be never wanting there i didn't know what it meant the yeah. old english language it means don't be lacking there yes don't be lacking well i i thought as a kid it meant don't you don't want to be there i thought why are we singing this well actually we've got to, we've got to transition as a people who don't want to be in danger mm -hmm. to a people who absolutely run into danger not recklessly but because the lord is our shield and our refuge and his voice is calling us to yeah. rescue and to destroy the works of the enemy i feel it ever so strongly as yeah. you're speaking amen thank you yes mm -hmm. Yeah, Isaiah 13 is, is a trumpet that God keeps speaking constantly in these months. And some of you have been hearing that. Uh, and that Isaiah 13 call is the Lord is mustering his army for war. Yeah. And so his army, you and I, and, and all, all of you watching, are being called to step into that place of being in the Lord's army. And obviously an army needs lots of different functions and lots of different, um, if you will, facilitation, because an army on the move actually requires us all to work together mm -hmm. and, and actually do different jobs. But some of you are being called to do what Isaiah 13 uh, verse 2 says, raise a banner on a bare hilltop, shout to them, beckon to them. Some of you are called to reiterate and trumpet these trumpets, if you will, and say it's time to gather. Yes. And gather those to yourselves to pray and to have those apostolic solutions that God is giving to you in your sphere of influence, mm -hmm. your community, your neighborhood, your town, your city, mm -hmm. wherever you are. But there is that sense of God saying, muster army, come together, yeah. begin to pray and yeah. begin to have action. And I think it's so important to re-emphasize actually the position that we're supposed to have right now. Because the enemy can't grab us, can't get us, can't, can't influence us when we are hidden in Christ. When we are in that position of peace 
perfect peace, the Prince of Peace, the Shalom, the completeness, the wholeness of peace. When we step into that ourselves um, and allow Jesus to change us by gazing at him, by spending time with him, yeah. by, by focusing on Jesus, we 100% do not focus on what the enemy is doing. We yeah. don't look at that. We yeah. look at Jesus and then he gives us the sense of this is what you pray for. This is what you um, what you have as your strategy, if you will. These are the solutions of heaven in your context. We certainly don't go demon chasing. We're not looking for where the enemy is is battling because we are in a different warfare strategy yeah. season. And some of you watchmen and intercessors out there that have been feeling, and, and those of you in the church even who are feeling to pray, actually the prayers of last year or the year before yeah. the way you would have prayed yeah. don't cut it are not working yeah. why because the lord is saying it is time to put on the armor of light and if you read romans 13 and encourage us all to do that again from verse 11 through to verse 14 yeah. we see that god is saying do this through paul understand the present time that we are in Mm -hmm. We're in this now time where we need yeah. to put on the armor of light. Why? Because light displaces darkness. Jesus. And the and the darkness, the actor you were talking about from Isaiah 61, mm -hmm. the, the darkness doesn't comprehend it, cannot grab yeah. it, cannot yeah. grasp it, cannot hold on to it. Although the darkness tries, the light mm -hmm. emits a, a power that is life. And the light emits something that um, is resonating sound, a frequency that the enemy is upset by, is is distracted by, is scattered yes. by. Yes. And so our focus has to be on Jesus. Our focus has to be worshiping him, focusing on him, sitting with him. And then he'll say, you know, Sarah, actor, whoever you are watching this right now, mm. this is what I'd like you to pray. This yeah. is the action that I'd like you to do yeah. because we, we can't do everything. No. But we are called to stand as individuals and together as the body, mustered as the army, to be the ones who are infantry on the front line, to be the ones who are the supply lines, mm. to be the ones who are feeding the army and, and, and supporting those who are on the front lines. And so mm. we are, we're all going to have very different distinctive yes. roles, but we are all being conscripted. Mm. Really are. Yeah. So it's now good. time to be the army of light yes yeah. it is and Ro Romans um, 13 the 11 I had, I had to open as well it says and do this understanding the present times so that's what we're trying to do we, we know that Jesus asked us to do that mm. to understand the time the hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber and this is the alarm guys yeah this is and, and honestly we said this last episode but we are honestly talking to ourselves too but mm. this is the alarm to wake up. Jesus, I pray right now that you would wake us all up oh from gosh. our slumber. That is part of the enemy's strategy. I feel that really strongly. Yeah. Make sure that we as the church are asleep. No mm. more. The, the alarm is sounding. It's time to wake up from our slumber. It says, because salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and yeah. put on the armor of light. So that's the beginning of the verse and um, that SJ mentioned. It starts with that waking up. And so I think we've just lost SJ for a minute, yeah. but we'll, we'll carry on. 
also, oh, you're back. Hello. Um, also, um, Sam, um, we're talking about being hidden in him, and we absolutely know that's the place we've got to be more and more, this buying the oil, being oily, so the enemy mm. can't get hold of us. We've had words about that. Um, but as we do that, Psalm 144, verse 1 says, Praise be to the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Mm. When we're hidden in him, in that place with him, yeah. then he... He shows us that. And um, these two, this brother and sister of mine, absolutely know that's one of the things that I'm really carrying at the moment is making sure that we are all positioned in the in the right way, consulted yeah. to our right roles, not comparing. It talks actually in, in Joel as well about the jostling, not jostling each other, but looking straight ahead. And that's my paraphrase. But at, absolutely knowing our, first of all, our identity in him. We talked a bit about this last mm. time but then knowing what he's called us to. And the way I see is air, land and sea. And that can mean different things for different people. But we need those people who can see um, prophetically, can see ahead the watchman, who can have those dreams and prophetic words around um, what's coming and how we need to pray into it. People who um, are, are praying and covering the troops, if you like, on the ground. There's loads of things around air. And I come from a county that's um, full of <laughs> full of air bases, and so it's something I think about a lot. And then we really badly need. I had a friend the other day who said, "I I think I'm land army," and they're involved in um, community groceries and feeding mm. people and um, looking after those who are broken and needy in the village that they're in. And we absolutely need those people who are. We've got some amazing, amazing um, organisations, movements. And networks who are really concentrated on on looking after those who have practical needs the social justice type stuff um and the evangelists are chomping at the bit because of what's coming mm. and so we, we really need this this land army people with boots on the ground who are helping very very practically be jesus to people on the ground we've got people who are um this is another episode but buying farms and god's telling them about land and preparing food and and we badly need those people very practically getting ready for what's ahead in the tough times as mm -hmm. well and then see for me i think about dunkirk all the time we have a friend who's painted a whole load of things around uh, around war and and perhaps we'll chat to her another time but there's a, a painting of, of hers that's one of my favorites which is about dunkirk and um and the hope in that and the way again we've heard already about reese howells and the way he he stirred people to pray jesus stirred him to pray and uh, it was a national day of prayer several national days of prayer but people really praying and seeing mm. the miracle of the weather with with dunkirk and and for me that's about the small boats which can be small christian communities it can be individuals even but going out in those boats and rescuing it's about again the harvest about going out and rescuing those who need rescuing and salvation and sometimes it's a very physical thing as well those mm. to unpack there but my point being that really we need to like sj was saying where now where where are you being conscripted to <laughs> where what's he asking of you particularly and uh I don't know, could you play for people in that? As well? Yeah, I, I just I feel the um, the weight on it again. Um, and just to say, like the sea stuff, even this weekend, just feeling the Lord speaking to me about the yeah. sea being the people and yeah. populations and cultures and cultural trends and things like that, as we think air, land and sea. And, and this has got to be an ongoing conversation with the Lord. We, we keep learning 
I think I'm praying that Psalm 144 verse one every day at the moment, not as a habit. It's not like a, um, but it's just, it's in my conversation with God all the time. Praise be to the Lord, my rock who trains my, who he trains our hands for war and our fingers for battle. And I'm just, just before you began to speak SJ, I was thinking of Matthew 16, where Jesus says, who do you say I am? And there's a moment of recognition that goes two ways because Peter recognizes Jesus and says, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, man hasn't revealed this to you, but but God has. And then he says, and you are Peter. He changes his name from Simon to Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not. (laughs) They won't stand against the church. So it's a warfare passage and and in the very next moment satan's at work because peter having got this revelation suddenly says he's going to stop jesus dying on the cross and jesus says get thee behind me satan there's warfare going on in that passage but the key is that moment of exactly as you said i was feeling it just before you said it but peter sees jesus Mm. and when he sees who jesus is he sees who he is because he finds his identity in the identity of the son of god there's a parallel moment and one of my favorite bits in all the bible where Mary finds the gardener in the tomb. Where's my Lord? Where's where's his body? Where have you taken him? And it's when Jesus gives her, he, he affirms her identity and says, Mary, then she knows it's the Lord. Yeah. And, and so just very practically for anybody listening, that there is there is a scale to this spiritual war and this generation. It's, it's, I've literally last year felt the Lord saying to write it on my desk from Ecclesiastes. There is a time to love and there's a time to hate. There's a time for peace and there's a time for war. And we are at war with principalities and powers and the scale is vast and the news is overwhelming. But at the heart of it, there's an individual response that you can do right now, which is to find Jesus and get before him and see him for who he is, the radiant one, the, the image of the invisible God, the king of kings and lord of lords, the one who with justice judges and makes war against evil and recognize that as you see him, you will see yourself, understand yourself. And and do you know, this is extraordinary, isn't it? it, it Ephesians 1 prayer um, about, about the glorious hope to which we've been called, the, the riches of God's inheritance in his holy people and the immeasurably great power that is in those of us who believe in jesus and that power is the same power that raised jesus from the dead in every single believer is all the power needed to go into and uproot and destroy the darkest most diabolical evil in the world there is no there is no nest of satan that is more powerful than the power of god in one believer and and you will only begin to walk in that as you see jesus yeah. and so so where, where do you start with war well it's in that verse in romans 5, um, 13 it says put off the deeds so let us put aside yeah. the deeds of darkness go to war with sin in your life and yeah. don't go alone and don't do it by willpower but get before the lord jesus and by the blood of the lamb that's the first key isn't it that just understanding covenant you don't deserve the favor of god but jesus died so that you could have it in full like literally you do not deserve it. I don't deserve it. The Lord's been speaking to me about unmerited favor. And then I feel weak and I feel stumbly and I don't know what I'm doing. And the Lord's reminding me and teaching me, no, no, my favor of, over your life is unmerited. I've won it for you. And then the word of our testimony, the, the power of life and death, Proverbs 18 again is, is in the tongue. So what we bless, we will be blessed. And what we curse will be cursed. And, and we can bless the wrong things, 
and we can bless the right things. And that's why, again, this alignment with the heart of God right now is so important. We don't look at the surface of things and pick a side and bless them. You know, what happens when you get two football teams and they've got Christian supporters on both sides? Yeah. Right? It doesn't work like that. <laughs> have to get before Jesus and ask him to, we've got to speak fearfully, not, not, not in an afraid way, but with the fear of God, knowing that our words are incredibly powerful. So the blood of the lamb, understanding that we can come close to God and in him we'll find our identity, speaking as if we speak the very words of God. And then this last thing of laying our lives down, like loving not our lives so much as to shrink back from death. Do you know, you've got to go to war with the mentality that if it doesn't work out for you on earth, if you are a casualty, if that if you even even in a natural physical sense, if you're mm -hmm. called to die on some foreign shore for the Lord Jesus, are you ready to do that? Is it gain for you to die? Philippians 121 for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And I'm not trying to be melodramatic. That okay. That is the blood of martyrs yeah. in every generation in every nation has sown revival seeds of revival have have been have been watered by the blood of martyrs many people e even people listening to this and even us on the screen may be called to lay our lives down in a true sense for jesus would would we it sounds i mean even as i'm saying it i'm hesitating because it sounds like religious rhetoric doesn't it and and yet to truly love our life we've got to start today we've got to say lord my life is yours so let me pray father <laughs> I'm laughing, Lord, but I'm sober in my spirit. But I'm also, Lord, grateful. I don't even have words to say how grateful I am, Lord, to know that you love us, your people. Lord Jesus, you are not uh, one of those cowardly generals that would shy away from battle and send others in as yeah. cannon fodder. Lord Jesus, you led the charge 2000 years ago. Yes. Lord God, God, your father made you who knew no sin to become sin, 2 Corinthians 5.21, so that we in this generation might be the righteousness of God, that we might be the light of the world. We might be salt, Lord, even in the wounds of the world, right? And so, Lord God, we want to pray that we, your church, we, your people, we want to pray for those listening, but we do include ourselves, Lord God. We come without judgment. We're not speaking critically of the bride. But Lord God, we ask you, would you empower us by the spirit of God? Mm -hmm. Would you fill our hearts with the love of God? It is always love and war. If we don't have love, we better not go to war at all. But it's the love of God that compelled him to give Jesus for us. And it is the love of God in us that will compel us to go to war and to lay our lives down. And so, Lord God, we want to understand. We pray for understanding across the church, for all listening, for ourselves and the different places that we're privileged to connect in with your body. Father, would we understand like never before the truth about the substance of the precious blood of Jesus? Would we understand the power of life and death that is in our tongues and the weapons of our warfare? Would we understand the stakes, Lord God? Would we understand, Lord, that our lives are in your hands? We don't need to try and keep. In fact, if we try and keep our lives, we will lose them. But if we'll lay our lives down for your sake and for your people, we will find them. Lord God, would you help each of us to find the extraordinary place that you've prepared for us, Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, brother. Sarah Jane. I think it's just really helpful to remember that the, the Bible and Jesus and the apostles 
are constantly telling us to fix our gaze on the eternal mm -hmm. and to remember that actually the eternal timeline of God, when Jesus returns and the new Jerusalem is established in the Hebrews 11 way, that we do have a responsibility as the generation on the earth at any given time, just as those who are commented on in Hebrews 11, the people who by faith held their position and believed what God said, but they stretched forward for the yeah. eternal New Jerusalem that was coming. And so I think there's this constant <laughs> um, focus, if you will, um, of the here and the now with the eternal timeline yeah. of God. And for me, God keeps bringing me back today to, to John 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Yes. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made and without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. Yeah. That light, the light, shines in dark, the darkness, and the darkness has not Amen. overcome it. And I think just that, just to emphasize that eternal perspective that Jesus was in the beginning, and He's coming back at the end of time on the earth to to establish the new Jerusalem and renew the earth with the Father. That there is this sense of darkness cannot grab, cannot grasp cannot force itself on light because that word comprehend is a greek word katalambano mm. and that means it cannot dominate mm. it Brilliant. cannot subjugate yes so at the end of the day we are standing in an eternal timeline of god with an eternal plan Amen. for the beginning the middle and the end and our part in this middle chapter is to hold the ground and is to stretch forth mm. to the eternal truth and to remember that he is holding all things and we're in his light. That's our position of faith is. in this time of war. Mm. It is so good. I was talking yeah. to a friend yesterday who is very, very seriously ill with a life-threatening illness. And uh, we came to the conclusion that we need to live for today in I, I think it's, I used to say daily we need to take a cross and, and I know we need to, but, and we need to daily hear what God wants of us for that day, but it's coming down to hourly and by minute by yeah. minute. Do you know what I mean by that sense of yeah. just like making the most of every second? Mm. <laughs> and um, yeah, so, and, and we talk about all through this hour, but it's really like all through this hour and all through this minute, all through a second. Mm. Jesus, have your way in my life. What are you asking me to do? What's my part? What's my position in your mm. army? What's your, what's my position is in you? But what do you actually want me to do at this moment? But living light in the light of eternity at the same yeah. time. That just, yeah. Just again, a feeling emphasis on it, Sarah. Um, there are people listening and you feel like this is out of reach. And, and I want to say it's not only possible to live moment by moment in the knowledge and companionship of God. It is the longing of his heart. And, and it really is like, yeah. it, it fix your eyes on Jesus. Mm. SJ reminded us the same book. Hebrew says, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Keep in step with the spirit literally means step by step yeah. by step. Mm. And Jesus, Jesus mm. went to war 
with the principalities and powers in his day, John 5, 19, by only doing what he saw the father doing. And John 5, 17, because his father was always at work, even to this very day. This is not just possible. You know, it says in, in uh, 1 Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. That used to be a bar I thought I'm never going to get there. I can barely stay awake when I get up early to try and pray. But as you practice his presence, you find it's not only possible, it is the longing of God's heart that you know that you're never alone. And in him, everything comes good. If you, I, I've, I've got this burden right now and I've been praying about whether even to share it. But let me just say, if you if you want to know even how to, there's contentious issues, we're focusing on Europe and on Britain, but there are contentious issues in the body of Christ right now. And, and one of them would be Israel. I'm just going to simply say, if you want to know how to pray for Israel in these days, get close to Jesus, yes. get his heart and ask him, to teach you i've been on my knees this weekend just saying lord mm -hmm. speak into this issue mm -hmm. settle the matter yes. reveal your heart lord yes. so that we we don't waste time fighting with ourselves mm -hmm. but we understand the will of god and we understand how to advance against the true enemy principalities and powers that want to enslave mm -hmm. and, and and destroy mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. they hate god they hate the church but he is stronger and he has a plan and he has he has an army of children that he's equipping and he's going to uh, I do believe there's going to be an increase. John 645, Jesus said they will all be taught of God. We're, we're about to enter a training school yeah. by the Lord's hand across the nations, across Europe and in the UK. He will teach us. Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and in the detail, my fingers for battle. Mm -hmm. So just yes. whoever you are right now, if there's one thing you take away. His name is Emmanuel. He's with you. And he always, always, always will draw close when you call on his name. His name is Jesus and he's a warrior and he wants to teach and train you. And he has a place for you Indeed. in the battle ahead. He really does. Esther, is there anything else you want to share before I just finish with something? Actor, anything else? You're both learning no, all this. We could, like I said last episode, we could go on for days. And we do talk about this a lot and pray a lot together. There are lots of people he's raising up at this time to pray. And I'm sure that many of you watching, you are praying as well. We're praying as one in these days. Mm. And uh, and the hour is urgent, but we are in awe of all he is doing. SJ, did you want to say anything else before I finish now? Um, so just just two things. One, I've, uh, and this, this came to me in, in two different um online prayer gatherings over the last few days and I was uh, prophesying over someone to do that I feel to mention it again many of you will know the story of Narnia and um, there's so much to unpack from there um, but I just felt again that call that when the four, four children went through the wardrobe into this different land and then really they got to know their identity there they were dressed in, mm -hmm. in literally royal close but the bit I want to to emphasize now and I think Holy Spirit is reminding me to do so is that Aslan so the lion those of you know the story um representing Jesus um gave them specific things and actually you reminded us earlier what they were but it was the, yeah. a horn some medicine a bow and arrow and a sword am I right yeah, that's right yeah and uh and they were given these different things and actually each one of them needed to know what their their call was not just their identity mm. but what what aslan representing jesus was giving them and i do believe and i'll pray now that jesus you will give us everything we need as well as train so you call us you train us and you equip us mm. and that's what he's doing he's mobilizing people 
and he is equipping them. He doesn't send us out. We know Ephesians 6, we know about the armor of God, but he's also giving you, I believe, even now as I'm speaking, he will show you things that he wants to give you specifically that you will use in the battle, both spiritual, but what he will show you to do and put your hands practically to. So Jesus, I pray that you will clearly show people what that is. Yes, Lord. And, uh, and what you're giving them. Maybe if you even want to, um, I've got my hands out. I've got a Bible in one hand, actually. But but on the other hand, I'm holding it out now. Jesus, yes. give us whatever it is that you would like to give us to equip us for what's ahead. I think, again, mm. of that Joel, the the um, the plowshares and the, mm. the weapons and everything you're doing around that, Jesus. But we just pray now that you will show people specifically what their part is, but that you never leave us empty-handed, that you will give us whether that's a very practical provision or a real sense in you, however you want to show us, Jesus, do that in your name now for everyone mm. and for us too. I'm just going to finish with Psalm 24. We could unpack this with a whole other episode, but just to say it starts with the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Um, it talks about purity. He has, a, he has clean hands and pure heart. Jesus. That's really, really important as we seek him. And, uh, I'm just going to read from 7 till 10, and then we'll finish there. It says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your, your heads, O ye gates, lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord almighty, he is the King of glory. And so... Help us to focus on you, Jesus, in all of this, this King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty. You are the Lord that's mighty in battle. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Bless you all. Bless and you. We'll see you soon for the next episode. Mm. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Mm.